Well, this is Reset. I'm Michael Puente in for Sasha Ann Simons. A new campaign is looking to close a major health care gap in the state. Illinois is already a leader in expansive health care coverage. Last year, the state expanded Medicaid-like coverage to include low-income Illinoisans, regardless of immigration status, after 42 years of age. Now, a campaign is looking to include all low-income state residents, 19 to 41 years old, including more than 100,000 low-income immigrants. Joining us now with more details is Tovia Siegel, Director of Healthy Illinois Campaign. Welcome to Reset, Tovia. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Tovia, this campaign is meant to expand Medicaid-like coverage for low-income residents in Illinois. Talk about the journey up to now. Sure. So the campaign is called Healthy Illinois, and it's a statewide coalition of dozens of organizations ranging from grassroots organizations to healthcare providers, advocates, all with the common understanding that healthcare is a human right. We're all safer when we all have access to the care that we need. And where you're born, what your immigration status is, should not, um, should not define whether or not you can get access to care and coverage. And so Healthy Illinois was founded back in 2014 and has been organizing and advocating for years. Um, We've had some recent major wins that you mentioned. Um, Over the past three years, we've been able to expand coverage incrementally, and currently Medicaid-like coverage is available in the state for people ages 42 and older, regardless of their immigration status. Um, And this year, we're looking to close the gap and expand coverage to everybody. Well, let's talk money. How much have previous expansions of this care cost the state? Sure. So um, the the coverage expansions have been state funded, mm-hmm. but I think it's really important when we talk about the cost to see it. Um, we really see it as cost shifting because we actually are paying for uncompensated care that people are receiving when they don't have coverage. We're paying when, you know, a parent can't get the health care that they need and and can't work and care for their children. We're paying societally in a lot of ways um, before people get covered. And so the state is now paying to cover people, and that's really shifting costs uh, away from the the cost of not having access mm-hmm. to preventative primary specialty care um, to to having um, comprehensive, consistent health care coverage. What I was going to ask you that, what is the cost of not expanding this Medicaid-like coverage? Sure. It, it's huge, right? And it, it happens on so many levels. It happens when somebody has a, a treatable condition that goes um, un, untreated for years until they end up in the emergency room. It happens when um, somebody has to choose between paying for rent or food or getting uh, you know, a dental procedure, medical care, mental health care that they need. Those are all costs that we're paying um, up front and that we're incurring that we don't need to when we provide coverage for everybody. Well, let's add two more voices to the conversation. Alfredo Palafox is an organizer for the Southwest Organizing Project, a member organization of Healthy Illinois Campaign. Welcome to the show, Alfredo. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Also joining us is Susan Vega, a program manager at Alivio Medical Center in Pilsen. Hi, Susan. Good morning. Good morning. Alfredo, when did you begin your work with the Southwest Organizing Project? Uh, I, be, I started my work, uh, I want to say, uh, three years ago. Uh, so technically, it was right before the pandemic, so 2020. 
Your parents are some of the thousands of people benefiting from this coverage. What was it like getting them health care before benefiting from this change? Yeah, no, it, it was an entire journey because, as you know, Health Illinois has gone through so many wins. Started with 65 mm-hmm. and older, 55, and now 42. So I think for me, it was kind of like phases. At uh, first, the one day I was able to apply was my father uh, when he got expanded to 55 and recently um, 42 and up. So it was it was a huge uh, deal for me because uh, I know the struggles that my par- parents have gone through and even when it comes to choices. Uh, coming here as uh, the immigrant story of coming for a better life, mm-hmm. uh, for their kids to have a better life. So uh, there's, there's a situation where my parents, um, especially my mother, had to uh, go to the dentist. And, you know, that, that stuff is very, very expensive. Sure. She needed $8,000 to do that. And she was able to save that $8,000. But at that, at that point in life, I want to say it was 2014, uh, there, she had to go through a choice, right, that many mm-hmm. immigrant families have to go through, which is you pay the $8,000 for your medical care mm-hmm. or you pay the $8,000 to be able to have your kid go, uh, continue going to college. And that was the mm-hmm. decision that my mother had to do. And for her, she always tells me it was an easy decision. Uh, she told me afterwards, of course, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have allowed that at the time they'd been, but that was her choice. Her choice, it was either do I take care of my health or do I... Um, provide uh, for my child, for my kid to be able to have his dreams and have opportunity for a better life. And that was a choice that she had to make uh, because uh, there was no other option. And do you recall a time when your mother or, or, your, or your father had to go without a sort of medical procedure and they were hurting because they didn't have health care coverage? All the time, absolutely. Even, even when, when it comes to, uh, oh, don't let's not go to the hospital because it's been too expensive, it's going to be worse, let's just do this. Uh, home remedies that uh, they would do as a Mexican uh, parent. Uh, and my mother, uh, she has been suffering from uh, uh, her uh, dental checkups. So I think it, it wasn't just like, oh, this is a big deal going on, uh, going to a dentist and it's $8,000. It was because from the previous uh, times, she didn't want to go to appointments because it would cost, let's say, um, $100, $200. And what, what ended up happening, everything added up, right? It mm-hmm. added up and the situation in this case, why her medical thing with her tooth got worse, so it expanded to all right from two hundred, three hundred check in, it, it turned out to be eight thousand dollars. Wow. Susan Vega, program manager at Alivio Medical Center in Pilsen. Who will be eligible under this new program expansion in Tempe? And how many people will this will this change include? Um, so the people who are currently excluded are the nineteen to forty one year olds. And um, I think Tovia might have a, a better number, but what we do know is that this is not an expensive group of people to insure. A lot of these folks are people who are starting their careers or in mid-career and really need access to primary care and preventive services. Bring them into the system early so that they don't develop chronic diseases and have regular checkups and have access to the the things that keep you out of the hospital. One of the things mm-hmm. that we do know is that emergency care in a hospital is the most expensive care that there is. And I think um, Tovia also alluded to this a little bit earlier. This will also help to stabilize the healthcare providers, especially the safety net providers, but hospitals 
um, especially the safety net hospitals and federally qualified health centers like Alivio and many mm-hmm. others um, who serve undocumented and uninsured because a lot of times those th- two things go together, but not always. Um, so um, we talked a little bit about that care being uncompensated. So all of the community uh, providers who serve this particular segment of the population, we all have to make up that money somehow. Uh, mm-hmm. And it puts undue burden on the organizations that if this were in place, we would be able to assure that their people are getting primary care, early detection, prevention, and if it comes to it, then uh, chronic disease self-management in settings where they feel comfortable and in their own language. Susan, since the program started expanding from 65 and up to 42 and up, have you seen a significant increase in patients at your office? We have seen a significant increase in people who are insured. Um, Mm -hmm. And that makes all the difference because um, in the federally qualified health center system, it it takes a lot of steps to get to all of the things that are available to everybody else Mm -hmm. who is eligible. And we're talking about eligibility that mirrors the regular Medicaid program in the state of Illinois. Um, So Essentially, the eligibility, the income eligibility, the um, um, the ages, all of that would be mirroring the current programs. Tovia Siegel, this is a significantly larger population that would fall under this expansion. How much money would this pro- project require? Yeah, so there are um, some cost estimates. We don't have cost estimates from this year. The state is still calculating them, and the Department of Healthcare and Family Services um, is working on that. So like Sue mentioned, this is the, the least expensive per person um, age group to cover just because of what the medical needs are of 19 to 41-year-olds. Um, pregnancy and one month, one year postpartum is actually already covered in Illinois, regardless of immigration status. So those are some of the larger costs in this age group. That's already covered. Um, and and so it, it actually, you know, over time, we think is a really good investment for the state. Alfredo, can you talk more about your work on the ground? Why should people support this effort? When when we talk about the state of state of Illinois, Chicago, um, here there's a big population of uh, immigrant communities who are part of the city. They're from they're of Chicago. They mm-hmm. um, they are able to provide uh, with uh, work with taxes. Uh, and when it comes to this stuff, it, it it's not a thing that just happens. Oh, let's let's do this health let's do this healthcare coverage uh, for uh, these type of individuals. But more is because the stories that we hear, being on the ground, being with the community, uh, it's about the needs of the, the needs of of the people. I think uh, a big support, a uh, way to support this, uh, a way that uh, why Chicago should support this is because it benefits them. I think we have seen uh, the growth of the city, uh, and I think what we're asking more is that to distribute that growth. We see downtown is beautiful, gorgeous, and it's part of our city, and, it, and it's nice, but it's not just downtown. It's also the south east, north side, and part of that population are people who will benefit from this 
so a win, a healthy Illinois win, is a win for the state, it's a win for the city, and it's a win for the community. Chicago does try to brand itself as a much as a much welcoming city for immigrants, regardless of document documented status. Um, do you are you seeing more immigrants coming to Chicago? Uh, I think I have recently. Yes, I have seen more uh, immigrants coming here. I think one of the biggest things here is uh, not just being all welcoming, but actually the people are feeling like this is home, right? Like mm-hmm. individuals having, hey, uh, uh, welcome. Uh, we know the struggle of the immigrants, the immigrant story of like how to start, but it's kind of like you can do it, and it's going back to the. Uh, the American dream, right? I think everyone has it, and it's a uh, beautiful country and a beautiful city here. So, the Vega, how can people currently eligible for this Medicaid-like health care sign up? Um, the process um, um, actually can, one can do it online, mm-hmm. but a lot of people can't access, don't have internet, don't have the skills to work on things. Lots of organizations, dozens of organizations all over the state of Illinois are are doing this enrollment. Um, we do it at Alivio, um, and we do it not just for our own patients, but we will help anybody who calls us and walks or walks through the door. Um, you can, uh, I can give you our number. It's 312-743-2000. Uh, here I'm going. It's okay. Uh, Seven four three zero. I'm blanking. We'll 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 get the information I, I to so our sorry. listeners. No problem. No problem. Uh, Tobia, how can Chicagoans get involved in this campaign? What's the best way they can help this cause? Yeah, absolutely. So we're lucky um, to have some champion legislators in Springfield who have um, who have really listened to the community and worked hard to pass the previous expansions and are working hard to pass future expansions. Um, Leader Lisa Hernandez in the House of Representatives and Senator Omar Aquino in the uh, in the Senate. And um, so so Chicago residents or anybody around the state looking to get involved and, and who understands that we're all safer when we all have access to the coverage we need um, can call their representatives, can call their senator, can call their state rep and and tell them that they support further expansion, tell them that they support um, Healthy Illinois campaigns, demand for coverage for all. And um, and we hope that we can we can get there this year. So even with all the, the, the messaging that's out there, that Chicago is a welcoming city and all these programs, do you still find that immigrants, new arrivals to Chicago are still reluctant to access some of those services, especially if they're undocumented? Absolutely. There's a lot of understandable fear. Um, you know, the, the previous presidential administration um, intentionally made people really scared to access public programs, even those that they qualify for, those that do not endanger them. Um, the, the current expansions and future ones are safe. They do not put people at risk. We design the programs that way intentionally. Um, and it's really important for us to be talking about that, to be telling people that in their language, um, in a way that is understandable from trusted messengers, because they're, you're, you're totally right. There is a lot of understandable fear about accessing um, public programs, even when people qualify. All right. Tovia Sigo is the director of the Healthy Illinois Campaign. Alfredo Palafox 
is an organizer for the Southwest Organizing Project, a member organization of Healthy Illinois Campaign, and Susan Vega, a program manager at Alivio Medical Center in Pilsen. Thank you for all you, all of you for being here today on Reset. Thank, Thank you. you so much. Thank you. Thank and you for that, having us. And that number is for the uh, for for the center is 773-254-1400 and we're going to have that on our website when we post this show. Thank you so much.